I think we should maybe think about joining the Adventurers Guild. We've sort of proved ourselves a rather potent trio, the three of us, and um, it felt good, you know, when the Enigma Society rewarded us for that little uh, job that we did, and um, I think I would like to do more, but I actually have another motive. We, we seem to keep getting sort of drawn there as, as well. Um, I don't you know if you remember, but uh, Raymond said that that pyramid of his, that, that tabaxi fellow, actually gave it to him at the Adventurers Guild. Do you think we should speak more to Bonin? He seemed pretty uh, clued in on this early on. Or do you think he shared everything he knows? I don't think Bonin ever shares everything he knows. He's a librarian. He knows much more than he would ever say. Yes, I think maybe what we do is we uh, re regroup tomorrow. It's, it is rather late. And um, you can go and see Bonin. And uh, mm -hmm. Meredith and I will go up to the Adventurers Guild and see what the process is up there, um, see what we can find. And uh, yes. That sounds good. Oh, I'm excited to go and meet them. I love having a plan. Following yesterday's meeting in Five Pies and the Pancakes, our academic adventurers decide to investigate further. We join Harold and Meredith once again at Five Pies and the Pancake, getting a morning pastry or two before they head off to the Adventurers Guild. Oh, Harold, have you tried this apple pie? It is actually ridiculous. Yes, I have. It's uh, actually a bit of a fixture here. Um, I, I've had it a few times. I, uh, I, I'm still kind of on this uh, waffle adventure, to be honest. Um, oh, yeah? What have you yes, got today? Well, well, I, you know, I don't even remember what I had. Last time, it's always, it seems almost like a lifetime ago, even though it was only yesterday. Um, yeah. But I, I thought this time I would try something a bit um, fruitier, you know, maybe blueberries or... Uh, raspberries, you know, something with a bit of sourness to it, just to counteract the sweetness. I, I, I did mm. appreciate, I did appreciate the sweetness, but sometimes mm. it can be a little much if you don't temper it. So, experimentations with, um, mm. with fruit, I think. Oh, that sounds good. You're gonna have to tell me how it is. Oh, I'm sure it's fantastic. Um, knowing now that, um, you know, Michael's parents are behind this whole operation. I have nothing but confidence, of course. Mm, absolutely. Wasn't that... Oh, my goodness. Like, I know it's kind of weird. Like, I know our friends have lives outside of the university, but sometimes it's kind of like seeing your teacher outside of school, right? It's oh, bizarre. my gosh. It's so weird. But yeah. it kind of makes sense now, you know, talking to Michael and mm -hmm. seeing his parents. Uh, I, I can I can see it. You know, he's mm. he's so nice. And uh, it, it all makes sense now. It I don't really know how does. I didn't see it before. Like, you know, when something is right in front of your eyes and you just don't really put the pieces together. Well, I, I mean, think to because be fair, my... like, we've got, you know, hulking half-orc and then wonderful... Um, I've lost the word for baker. Yep. Yeah, there we go. I mean, to be fair, like when you think of Michael, you've got like hulking half-orc 
fighter and then you know, in, wrapped up in metal and looking all, you know, menacing. And then you've got like these delightful bakery people. It just, it doesn't match up super well sometimes in my head. I'm all for yes. it. It's great. I think mostly when I come in, I just have, you know, like croissants in my eyes and I just don't really, <laughs> you know, have, have the brain space to put the pieces together. But of course, yeah. now, it takes a now I can't from, unsee yeah. it. Yeah, it's kind of nice. They're so nice, though. Oh, my gosh. We'll leave Harold and Meredith as they enjoy breakfast this morning and cross campus to Potentia, who has already eaten, already made her way into campus and is at the library, having just arrived. Yeah, she probably just, like, wanders in tries to find Bonin. If she can't, she'll find Gloop and find Bonin. Uh, so Bonin is there in the morning. He's doing the, the the late night returns, just writing them into the book, checking them all in. Potentia, good to see you again. Morning. Uh, do you need some help? It all looks like a lot of late night something was going on. Sometimes people return books after hours. We are open very late, but sometimes people return books late. They are, they are trying to avoid late fees, I think, and I appreciate them making late night trips to the library. Or trying to make it unclear that they what they might be reading, I suppose, to others. Yes, there are some interesting books in this selection I am currently checking in. Some very poorly written young adult romance novels. <laughs> <laughs> featuring an unnecessary love triangle. You know, some some people require something more lighthearted, I guess, after they've been reading whatever they need to for their studies, I suppose. I am not going to judge people's literary choices. It is At least up they're to reading. Them. Oh, well. At least they're I'm reading. going to judge perhaps the writing of the, the novels, not their choices. Perhaps a conversation you should have with the... Uh, more the English and literary areas of the university. Yes, well, if somebody wants to read a 500-year-old romance about dragons, that is up to them, but it's not my cup of tea. Fair enough. What can I do for you today? Um, she sort of casts her eyes about to make sure there's no one, like, around, because she doesn't feel like this is a conversation that should happen it's, in the it's midst of... pretty early in the, on a Thursday morning. There aren't that many people here. Not yet, at okay. least. Bonin, um, the last time I was in here, we dealt with a problem on the lower levels. I remember. We are still cleaning up the mess. Oh, dear. Apologies about your scorpion book. I, I'm not sure what you're talking about, but Doesn't I'm sure matter. we will at some point. I just... You said you know something of... Well, you suspect there to be people behind what happened. Is there anything you can tell me about them? We we were out doing some field work for uh, Harold. You remember Harold? Harold's um, supervisor. And we ran into that um, golem thing again. Mm, that is concerning to hear. Uh, I think you and I should have a conversation, perhaps. And I can tell you what I know. Mm, that might be why. He looks around the room. Nora, he calls out across the library. Nora pokes her head out from behind a shelf. Yes? Would you mind taking over the counter for a bit, please? I have a conversation to have with your friend. Nora will walk over. She's got a trolley full of books. Uh, hi, Potentia. Morning. The last time I saw you, you were, um, well, dealing with a spectral issue. Yes, it was quite a night of busting those ghosts. Where did you disappear off to? She vanished, and we never found out where she went. Oh, I had more things to deal with that night. Mm, fair enough. Bonin looks at both of you. Nora, would you mind helping with the check-in of the books, please? I, I need to have a conversation. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yes. Uh, 
I'll talk to you later, Potentia. Mm-hmm. Please, Potentia, come with me. There's a room we can chat. Bonin and Potentia will go into a an office room. This is actually Bonin's private office in the library, which, as you can imagine, is stacked floor to ceiling with books. And none of these books have the Ferromasters University stamp on them. He makes his way through these towers of books to a desk with a chair, and he gestures to one in front of you. Please, have a seat. I probably try and slide through the piles of books without knocking anything over. I'm, I'm sorry about the mess. I am reviewing books to add to the collection. Found anything interesting? Many interesting things. There is just some paperwork involved with getting approval. Oh, of course. As she takes a seat. So you have questions for me about this organization? Well, they seem to be popping up more regularly than one would want them to. So any information that you have about who you suspect was in this library would be of use. I will tell you what I know, uh, at which point Bonin will begin to tell you the information that will come to light later on. As Potentia and Bonin the Librarian begin a conversation which will take some time as he explains what he knows about this secretive organization, we move back to Harold and Meredith who have finished their meal and are making their way across campus and towards the Three Heroes Adventurers Guild. When we get in, I'm going to need you to let me do the talking. Yes, well, that, that's fine. Um, obviously, you have some experience with these people. Um, I'm afraid they rather see me as a bit of a pest, I think. I'm always... Well, I, I visited there a few times since my Oakland went missing to see if anyone has any information. Although, I actually have something that they genuinely might be able to help me with, uh, actually. So. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, well, you know, this sword I was talking about, um, it, it's still a little bit of a mystery how long it's been in transit and um you know i i actually still don't really know what it does i'm not, i'm not sure how much they can help uh mm-hmm. these um these star druid artifacts are you know they they they're not the normal sort of magical artifact and no they're, they're kind of a rather mysterious group of people these these star druids um i i've yet to really meet one in real life i don't even know where i'd start to be honest but It'll be interesting to see if they have any information, but obviously given our mission is more of a sort of um, reconnaissance, I guess. Um, I mean, of course, you're you're very good at uh, putting on the charm, so I, I, <laughs> I trust you, of course. Oh, thank you. No, it's, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like you're, you're asking the right questions of the right people. If anybody will know where to kind of point us in the right direction, it's going to be these guys. Well, especially as apparently this tabaxi was at the guild selling mm. that um that pyramid to to Raymond mm. bloody idiot but yes i think that's uh, going to be a good place to start and, and to be honest i um i i've been working on um the, some knowledge i could do with some money to be honest and i, I <laughs> i'm i'm rather tired of asking father for for handouts um at this point in my life and um i think it'd be nice to get some honest work if we can yeah, but i agree my pockets are starting to look a little bit empty yes. emptier than i'd like anyway yes um well we are coming so, up to the start of the month so you will get your next academic stipend which will help mm-hmm. but that's more for day-to-day living expenses not adventuring gear expenses <laughs> yeah it sure is yep <laughs> Yes, adventurous gear is very expensive. Cool. And real life Ross feels that too. <laughs> yep. Um. Mm. <laughs> so you make your way uh, out of the campus through Oak Row and up into 
the Westgate district where the Three Heroes Adventurers Guild is located. There are other Adventurers Guilds in the city, but this is the one that Harold is the most familiar with and the one that you visited a couple weeks ago. Harold, do you know who the Three Heroes were? Um, yes, I do actually. My, um, my uncle talked about them a little bit. I know they were, I think it was a fighter, a ranger and a wizard some, you know, like several hundred years ago, this adventuring party were very successful in their, their dungeon diving and um, founded this particular uh, wing of the guild, as it were, or arm, hmm. whatever you want to call it. Cool. So I need to remind you that each individual adventurer's guild works independently, but is part, many of them, most of them, at least on the southern continent, are part of a network of guilds that allow adventurers to pick up quests from their guild halls and will pay them even if the the, the quest was not posted there originally it's like a guild network yeah i don't suppose you've had that many interactions with these folks uh, of course being from middleshire i imagine most of your dealings were over there mm, yeah so i'm from a, a guild called the monastich guild um it's a yeah. tiny little tiny little thing um over in middleshire i got kind of roped into it a couple of years ago now um yeah, but kept up with people over there, which is nice. And I have this fun little thing that helps me get into different, um, you know, different guilds around the country, which is great. And she holds up her little stamp. Yes, well, that will certainly be uh, very useful for us, I I'm sure. Um... I'm hoping so. The two of you have made your way to the Three Heroes Adventurers Guild, named after the three heroes who founded the guild. Mm -hmm. and you find that it is average busy. Harold's been here multiple times, so he knows what this place is like. There are adventurers coming and going from the guild hall, uh, but this is potentially the first time you have entered through the, the business door mm. of the guild. Because last Not... time we came here, we went to the shop, right? Yeah, you went to yeah. the market day, which was being held in the grounds outside the, the guild hall, mm -hmm. uh, and Harold went and checked on any news had come about from his uncle, uh, but there was not any. The guild hall has two doors. There's the side door for adventurers who are just wanting to get into the guild hall and not have to deal with any lines or people or anything like that. Like and the Adventurers then... Appreciation Society. Mm. <laughs> and then there is the, the quote-unquote front door for mm -hmm. the Adventurers Guild, which is where people who come in to request jobs, people who come in looking to join the guild, uh, that kind of door because you'll enter into a reception room. There is a desk with a number of people milling about, filling out some forms. Um, there's a jobs board on the side, which looks to be peppered with all manner of notes and, and jobs about. Behind the counter, behind this front desk, is a turtle shell fur colored tabaxi. Tortoise shell, right. The tabaxi that we're looking for has gray fur, yeah? That's as far as you're aware, okay. yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so Meredith is going to like put on her best winning smile, which isn't hard. Um, and she's going to like bounce up to the front desk and go, Hello! This cat woman looks down from the desk. How do their friends? What can I do for you? <laughs> awesome. We're after some information, actually. Uh, could you point us in the direction of somebody who might be able to help? I can help you. What What can I do for you today? Well, actually, um, I'm here from the Monastitch Guild, and I thought I'd just come and introduce myself um, and see if there were any jobs going. Uh, we're also after some information about um, a, a couple of you know, a couple of things that have been happening recently about the place. Well, yes, if you're an adventurer, you're welcome to enter into the guild hall. I just need oh, to see you. your seal. Absolutely. Meredith takes it out and shows her. 
Great. Uh, and does your, your human friend here, does he have a, a guild signifier as well? No, but he's my plus one for today. Uh, okay. So she will like cock an eye at that. I'm sorry if you've been to other guild halls, but the Three Heroes Adventurers Guild does not a- allow non-guild members inside the guild hall. Oh, really? Why not? Sorry, I've just never heard of a guild that does that. Well, it's just one of the guild rules set down by the, the Three Heroes Guildmasters. You're welcome to stay here in the reception room and, and peruse the jobs on the board but uh your friend there i'm i'm sorry i did not introduce myself uh my name is high noon and i am the administration's officer for the guild hall oh thank you uh, do we call you high noon or high or noon or high noon is my name it is not my clan name but you're welcome to call me high noon okay thank you nice to meet you uh, and what is your name oh my name's meredith hi Hello, Meredith. And who is your your friend here? This is Harold. uh, And yeah, we're just here to have a look. Uh, She will walk out from behind the desk. You'll notice that she actually has a prosthetic leg. Mm -hmm. Mm. Uh, So she has a little bit of a limp, but is otherwise perfectly mobile. Uh, If you come over here to the the job board, I can show you what jobs you have available at the moment. Oh, Um, that would be really helpful, actually. Thank you. Can I ask why she'll lean down? Why have you brought someone who is not an adventurer with you today? Um, well, he's one of my best friends in the city, and uh, oh, we... Okay. I'm, I'm sorry to question, it's just adventurers and uh, common folk don't always get along. Oh, really? Sorry, um, let me introduce myself properly. Um, uh, my name is Harold Wentworth. Uh, you may know my Uncle Faustus. Um, he was a regular here, actually. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Harold, but I, I'm new to this role and I had not met you before. I, if I had known that your uncle was Faustus, I would have been more polite. Oh no, don't worry about it. I don't. I don't uh, expect any special treatment or anything. Um, in fact, look, you know, Meredith here, I believe, uh, can can vouch for me um, hmm. and uh, could potentially sponsor my entry into the guild. I um, I, I think I could be quite useful, actually. I, I learned a lot from Faustus, and um, I, I think you'll find I'm quite capable. The three of us, we have another friend as well who comes with us. We just seem to kind of attract trouble in the city. I don't know what it is. There's been a particular group that's been after us and uh, we've been on a whole bunch of of adventures completely on accident. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I have to say Harold has definitely held up under the pressure, under the um, all of the things that life has thrown at us over the last couple of weeks. It's been insane. and I would not be standing here if it were not for him. Well, if it was wanting to join as a, an adventurer, you, that's all you had to say, because we can get that paperwork started right now. Oh, that would be fantastic. Let me get both of you something to drink while you wait. Um, oh, thank you. She, she calls in the background. Uh, Brass Band, can you come out here and show them to a table, please? Hey, Kate here. If you've been enjoying the show, we'd love if you could rate and review the podcast on your favorite podcasting app. And while you're at it, why not recommend the show to a friend? It really helps us to spread the word about the show. If you want to learn more about the world of Dungeons and Doctorates or submit questions and messages, check out dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. And now, back to the show. So, um, from entering into this room from the guild hall is a Kenku, who is a small bird person, like a halfling-sized bird person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they walk up to both of you, um, extend a hand, and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> gesturing you to follow them. It's nice to meet you. And right. follow. And you enter into the guild hall. I love it. 
So I don't know if Meredith has met a Kenku before, but they have no ability to, to speak themselves. They only mm -hmm. are able to mimic things. Mm -hmm. Things that they've heard. And this one apparently has spent a lot of time around musical instruments. So it's kind of a fantasy lyrebird. Exactly. Right. Uh, so you enter so into cool. the, the guild hall proper. And Meredith, you spent time in the Mono Stitch Guild. Mm -hmm. This place is huge. Mm, yeah. The guild hall main hall itself has a ceiling which is three floors high. Whoa. Yeah. With banisters full of adventurers with mm -hmm. tables and maps and drinks and food of all kinds. Can we there have some are... kind of situation where like Meredith stops and Harold doesn't notice and so bumps into her? <laughs> oh, oh, so, I'm sorry, Meredith. What, uh, what, are, what are you looking at? I, I, was, I was elsewhere. <laughs> have you not you, I'm seen this? It's massive. I think the Monastery yes. Guild could fit in here about a hundred times over. Well, yes, I mean, Firmastus is a very large city, even for the, the continent standards. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's a big place. I, I, I have, Faustus did take me in here once or twice. Um, and I, I believe the Adventurer Appreciation Society sometimes is allowed to book a table here and have dinner and stuff, so. <laughs> this place is huge. She kind of can't seem to move past it. <laughs> the kinky oh. woman is, is gesturing you to follow. Oh, sorry. She kind of shakes herself. I'm terribly sorry. Um, okay, cool. Let's, yep. I'm going to go find a seat. Let's do that. Okay, so the, the this Kenku who High Noon called Brass Band uh, directs you to a table and we'll come back quickly with uh, some, some water and uh, some simple biscuits. Oh, thank you very much. She smiles and... Did that come through? <laughs> yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I love it. But then it makes her way off somewhere else. Um, and then a couple minutes later, uh, High Noon comes over. So I've got some paperwork here for you, Harold. It's just some simple administration work to, to register you with the three guilds, three Heroes Adventurers Guild. Uh, I don't know if your uncle said, but we have three guild masters, which is unusual in guild, in Adventurers Guilds. Uh, we have one representing each of the three founding members of the Three Heroes Adventurers Guild. So they are kind of the uh, the officers in charge of the fighters, the wizards, and then we kind of have a, a ranger, rogue, kind of catch-all in the middle. Uh, who would you be registering yourself with? We have the, would you consider yourself a martial prowess kind of warrior, someone who is more skilled in the magical arts or someone who kind of fits somewhere in the middle with a bit of a, a flair for sneaking and tracking? Um, well, I, I'm, I, I'm a little more adept at sneaking than it would seem, but I, I do, I do augment that with magical means, so... I think I probably fit in with the magical folk more. Um, I actually practice a very, um, I guess you could call it exotic form of druidry, so. She, she, she nods. We have a couple druids in the, in the guild. It's nothing to be ashamed of if you like spending your time as an animal. <laughs> uh, well, I, I actually don't especially. That's what makes it exotic, you see. I see, I see. Well, uh, I will set up a meeting with Lorenz. He is the, the guild master in charge of you magic folk. Well, great. I look forward to meeting them. Now, as part of joining the three Heroes Adventurers Guild, you are required to complete a mission in sure, order to prove I, I, I that you are capable. Yes. Uh, now, I see here on your application form that you are currently a student at the university. 
Uh, yes, that's correct. Uh, the two of us are um, postgraduates. I think I might have a job that you would find quite simple to a task complete, given your familiarity Ooh. with the campus. Great. Why don't you just sit down there and uh, fill out that rest of that paperwork and have a biscuit or two and... I'll come by later on. Awesome. Okay, yes, I, I look forward to it. Can Meredith go and have a look at the jobs board while she's waiting, while Harrod's filling out stuff? Yes, she can. <gasps> Ooh, okay. I go and have a look at the jobs board. What do I find? Uh, so there are multiple jobs on the jobs board with mm -hmm. uh, various heroes have stamped their claim to try and mm -hmm. complete them. Several of the jobs as well have been stamped and had their stamps crossed out, which you know to be that an adventurer tried this job and then was unsuccessful. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of see the difficulty of these jobs by how many stamps they have on them that have been yeah. crossed out. Uh, the oldest jobs, of course, having the most crossed out stamps. Yeah. Can I have a look and see if I can find anything that looks suspicious? So we know that the tabaxi that we're looking for has been here. Mm -hmm. Can I see if I can see anything that might look related to them? Okay. Well, you'll, you'll peruse the job board for a while. Um, you, know, you, you pass over a job from, offered by a mermaid who is seeking to break a spell and court a local noble. You... Uh, pass over a, uh, you pass over a job about someone trying to obtain a sword that has been lodged into a stone you <laughs> you you find a job uh, that mentions a golem apparently there's somebody who claims to previously be a stone golem that has been hit by a stone to flesh spell and they are looking to return to their stone life oh interesting which is not potentially what you're looking for no. But the word golem caught your eye. Yeah. How many stamps does that one have? Uh, that one has that one has uh, two stamps that have been crossed off and there is no one currently uh, attempting that job. Okay. Can I get you to make a mm -hmm. investigation roll, please? Can do. Oh, that's a one. It's a natural one. First roll that's of the game. First roll. <laughs> first roll of the game in my new dice thing that you guys got me for my birthday. And it's a one. <laughs> um, so you, <laughs> you get kind of hung up on this job about a senile old halfling with a magic ring. Um, yeah. He's apparently turned invisible and wandered off and his family are worried about him. Oh, no. Uh, so you've gotten a bit distracted by that. Yeah. That's really... Oh, he must be so scared. Yes, he could really do with some fellowship about now, I'm sure. Um, uh, get out. <laughs> <laughs> ben, um, while we're, uh, the paperwork, is it, is it menial and boring? Des describe the paperwork in excruciating detail. It is menial and boring, and you have to fill out, uh, next of kin as well. Oh, interesting. I'll put, uh, Gregory down. There is a lot of terms and conditions to read. Mm -hmm. Uh, if anyone has ever played sport at any kind of professional level, you'll know that in the, the requirements to sign up to those kinds of sporting events, mm. there are numerous potential hazards involved that are listed out in quite quite excruciating detail about all the mm -hmm. potential risks involved uh, with that line of work or that, that sport. And as an adventurer, that section is large. Extensive. Extensive. Very extensive. Harold probably doesn't read any of that. I'm sure I won't become a human centiuse or anything. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but you you do need to you know, name a, a next of kin and mm -hmm. 
if you have a, a bank that you lodge your finances into, that's where they would store them. Otherwise, you can collect them in person. Like the kind mm. of minutia involved with signing up to any kind of large organization where potential death is a very real, real thing. Yeah, sign up with the Four Dragons Retirement Fund, that kind of thing. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Got to make sure you have a good uh, retirement fund for when you yeah. eventually uh, take an arrow to the knee and find someone to settle down with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's go back to Fairmasters <laughs> University and catch up with Potentia, who has just had quite an extensive meeting with, with Bonin. Potentia, you've just uh, walked out of Bonin's office. You've slipped past those stacks of books again. It's gotten later in the day, so the library is busier as well. This is a month after university has started, so people are actually realizing, oh, assessment is a thing that I need to pay attention to, and they're starting mm -hmm. to come into the library and do some actual work. Uh, and Nora is behind the counter um, helping someone out with some kind of academic disaster, apparently. The organization Bonin doesn't know what its name is, but he knows that it is extensive. Uh, he has connected with the librarians that he knows across the world, and many of them have informed him that they have encountered these individuals. None of them, apart from someone in Ferromastus, have mentioned a tabaxi. They've all talked about other people. So it sounds like this organization is large and organized and well-informed. They deal in information. In which case, I think I would probably, acknowledging Nora on my way out of the library, I would head back to wherever on campus I can send a raven from. Okay. There is a raven stand outside the library where people can send messages from. Is that the only place on campus oh, where no, there is one? There's a number of them across campus that you would know about. Okay. I wouldn't want to do this from the library. I'd want to go somewhere further away okay. than that. There's a couple in the the magic district of the campus. So there's one that you're familiar with near the School of Conjuration, if that's where you want to head. Well, that's fine. Yeah, I'll okay. head there. Um, so she's going to go and send a raven because she, when she was in uh on her travels in the elven uh, homelands um she would have spent some time in the libraries mm -hmm. there trying to get a sense of how they do magic which is different to how she learned magic yes um so she, what she would like to do is set she would have struck up um conversation with the librarians there um she would like to send a raven which she knows will be expensive to them um not detailing in great detail what she's run into but trying to get some information about if they know anything more than Bonin does okay. about this organization. Uh, so you will go up to this raven and you will say either the person's name or the like, head librarian of the library and uh, yep. it will look north, northeast for some time and then it turns back to you. Taps the gold band on its, on its, its mm -hmm. ankle twice. Mm-hmm and looks at you expectantly. She will take out the appropriate amount of money and hand it over. It will take the gold coins, which disappears, it takes them, and it uh, holds out its other leg, which has the, the slot for the note. Yep, so she will pull parchment from her mm -hmm. um, pocket and write something to the effect of what I just okay. said. Um, uh, the raven will, will take the note and fly off. So she's now going to wander back through campus to find somewhere she can get a coffee so she can sit and digest this information. Um, not not Five Pies, not um, Beastie Burgers, but like a coffee cart so that she can go and sit somewhere to get her 
thought together because she's not sure how long she knows that the others have gone to the Adventures Guild, mm-hmm. but she's not sure how long they will be. So okay, um, there is a, a coffee uh, cart on campus that you've seen a couple times. Um, it's called the the Here and There Barista. Uh, it's run by a uh, quite friendly um, human man who seems to just be constantly around places selling coffee. He's very very business when it comes to his work. Yeah, so she'll get herself a coffee and then find a bench. Okay. Um, so yes, you'll find a coffee. Find a bench, sit down, and enjoy your coffee. Uh, as you're sitting there uh, around the corner, a little out of breath, you spot Nora, who stops. <sighs> looks around, sees you, and like straightens herself up a bit and walks over to you as if she hasn't just been running through campus. Can I suss out whether I saw the fact that she's been running, please? Uh, give me an insight check. Uh, is 13. She looks some like, like someone who has definitely been exerting themselves physically. Um, you don't know how much they've been running, but... But knowing that I just saw her standing behind a library desk and now she's tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, hi, hi, Potentia. I just, uh, she pauses. Needed to get a coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and while you're here, um, I wanted to let you know that Bonin told me, uh, some of the chemists have, have finished their analysis on that, that golem's arm from the, the library. Mm-hmm. And that you should go and speak to them. Right. And Bonin didn't tell me this himself because... Uh, I'm sure it it just slipped his mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but you should you and your your friend should go and speak to um, Professor Paracelsus and uh, Doctor von Hohenheim. She just nods, uh, and then she will step over to the barista to get herself a coffee as well. Uh, would I know where I was heading on campus if I was going to go and see them? Uh, well, she said there are chemists, so you would guess the chemistry building, but you don't actually know specifically. Okay. Um, all right. Well, in that case, I will uh, stand up and head in the general direction of chemistry because she's not oblivious to the fact that Nora just chased her down, but also she's not in the mood to deal with it right now. She's on a bit of a mission of like ticking off the information boxes this morning. Uh, Nora will collect her coffee, turn around. I'll see you later. She waves. Big wave off. Yeah. Back at the Three Heroes Adventurers Guild, Harold has finished the paperwork uh, and is discussing the potential future of being an adventurer with Meredith. Meredith, did you know that the, the guild has an insurance sum for each individual toe? They all have different amounts. Yes, I did know that actually. Um, and that's because you need your big toes to be able to walk properly. So if you lose your big toe as opposed to a little one, then, you know, that one's a little bit more dire than losing your little toe. So, yes, I, I mean, s- that one kind of makes sense. Yes, I suppose so. Seems a bit funny on the surface though, right? Yes. I <laughs> I didn't even want to think about the amount listed for kneecaps. I, I don't even want to imagine a scenario yeah, in which I lose one of those. It's probably best, yeah, it's best really just to kind of skim over the terms and conditions and trust that they know what they're talking about and that you haven't sold your soul. Well, there were so many, I didn't have time to read them all anyway. Um, <laughs> okay, well, um, I, I guess, uh, I don't, how, how do we broach the subject of our tabaxi? Because I, I don't really want to offend High Noon. I mean, they, they seem like a, a lovely person. I wouldn't want to cast aspersions on tabaxis generally, but... Well, I mean, I feel like we can ask questions about 
humans or halflings and not feel weird about it, right? Doesn't mean that all we think all tabaxis are like that. We just know that we've run into one that's caused us a few problems. Yes, but unfortunately, sometimes in society, that uh, you know, certain people make presumptions, and um, I wouldn't want our, our new friend here to think we were doing the same. You know, it, it's. It's hard when you're on the end of that kind of thing. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, but I still think it's worth a try. I mean, I've had a look at the um, at the jobs board and uh, there wasn't really anything super interesting. There was one kind of job that there was a golem, I think, who was looking to be turned back into a golem after being turned into flesh. That was a bit weird, but I don't think that's got very much bearing on us because the golem that we ran into was definitely a golem. So yes, and seemed to be made of some exotic material too. Yeah, right. Yes, I feel like that's going to be a bit of a dead end. I think we need to try something else. High noon is wandering back over towards you, uh, seeing that you've put down your your quill and you've apparently Mm -hmm. finished your paperwork, Harold. How'd you go there? Did you get all that done? Yes. No. It uh, it it all seems fine. Uh, Here you go. Um, I uh, you know while we're here, I, I I must admit we um. We had a couple of maybe unusual questions for you. Um, you know, we had this strange incident on uh, the festival a few days ago. Um, I don't know, have you come across Raymond? He's the leader of that um, uh, appreciation society that comes here occasionally. I may be new to the role, but I've definitely met the uh, president of the Student yeah. uh, Adventurer Appreciation Society at Faro Masters <laughs> University. He seems like a, a chatty fellow. Yes, that would be one way to put it. No, he's, he seems nice enough. Um, anyway, we've run into this thing a couple of times, but I, I'm just wondering if you've heard anything on the grapevine about a golem? Uh, well, there was a golem on the the mess on the uh, job board trying to yeah. turn back to being a golem. That's an interesting situation. I mean, it it is a little bit of an interesting situation, but the one that we were looking for definitely was not made of stone or flesh. So, yeah, and it, it kind of seems to appear randomly. We saw it once with a dwarf, once with a grey tabaxi, who apparently was here as well. I don't know if you've heard anything about that. Yes, the the concerning part was that um, this, this, this same tabaxi that had this golem with them that attacked us, um, Raymond claims that this the same tabaxi sold him this this pyramid artifact and um, unfortunately a rather um, ghoulish knight emerged from it and actually almost uh, speared Paul Raymond to death if it weren't for Meredith uh, healing him and I, I just wondered if you'd seen this uh, this tabaxi around they They've caused us a little bit of bother, and we wouldn't mind tracking them down, honestly. Uh, well, unfortunately, I, I have not been in the role that long, as I did mention. But I have seen a, a couple mm. tabaxi around. Uh, can you describe them to me? Um, well, they were great. Um, they were pretty tall for a tabaxi. I mean, everybody looks tall to me, though, so that's a bit hard to quantify. She's eating a biscuit. Um, <laughs> we didn't really see their face, unfortunately. They had this strange... Um, Mm. Almost like a theatre mask, and they, they were wearing a hood when, when we saw them. Uh, and, yeah. and then unfortunately they, they disappeared through some kind of portal or something. Well, I can say I've met many great tabaxi here in the city, but I have mm. not encountered any that have masks that they wear. Yeah, well I guess that's kind of the problem, isn't it? If they've got masks on, we wouldn't... Like, if you run into them in the city, they probably wouldn't have masks on. And, and, and when they were being nefarious, they would have ma- a mask on, so... 
<laughs> that is the point of wearing a mask, I do believe. Yeah, yeah, it is somewhat. Hey, it's Ben, your friendly Dungeons and Doctorates DM here, reminding you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DN Doctorates, and to use the hashtag DN Doctorates. It's great to be back putting the show out for you. We've got a great arc starting this week. Uh, we have a personal message to read out. This one's being read out by our own Ferromasters Library Index Gloop. Hello, this is a message from DK for all parents of little scientists. DK says, reading to your children every day is a great way to spend time with them and help their development. Support your local library and get books to read with them starting today. Thanks for that, Gloop. And I agree with DK. Reading is a great way to have your kids start to uh, expand their horizons. Remember, if you want a personal message read out on the show, you can find the links to the form via our link tree and on our website, dndoctorates.com. The next episode for the show is going out next Thursday, the 14th, so keep an eye out for that. I'm always looking for new names for characters in the show, and if you tweet about the show using the hashtag dndoctorates, recommending it to your friends, there might be a character with your name in a future episode. Thank you so much for supporting the show, uh, and let's get back to the episode right now. Uh, Harold, it's uh, as you are uh, wanting to apply a magical part of our, our guild, there is somewhat of a ceremonial thing that I'll need you to do. Oh, yes. Yeah, they look around. Uh, Ador, would you mind conjuring up some kind of target for us, please? Uh, on the other side of the room, there is uh, a wizard dressed head to toe in cloth that you can barely make out, gender or race. They look over, give a nod, and create a, a approximately humanoid dummy on the other side of the room. Mm-hmm. Oh, this will be good. Uh, and high, high Noon turns back to you, Harold. It is customary for magical users to join the guild to demonstrate some something of their power and to show that their magic isn't completely destructive. So if you wouldn't <laughs> mind uh, hitting that dummy over there without destroying anything else in the guild would appreciate that well i'll try my best um and i produce the orb and point it towards the dummy and i'll cast guiding bolt <laughs> natural 20 for a 26 yes perfect where do you want to hit this dummy straight in the face can meredith just like sit back and put her feet up on the table and go yeah <laughs> uh your guiding bolt will blast this dummy's head off it's only made of simple wood and cloth and hay um and there's a round of applause from the guild hall and you didn't necessarily realize you were being watched by all these people but they've just witnessed mm -hmm. you blow the head off a dummy and there's a round of applause for you know in the background you hear people going, yeah new guild member <laughs> I just nod, you know, as humbly as I can manage, given it's me. <laughs> uh, now, I mentioned that I had a job for you, uh, and High Noon will pull out a piece of paper. It's just come in today, in fact. Uh, there are some, well, I, I would call them alchemists, but they describe themselves as chemists. Uh, they have a what's commonly referred to as an escort mission. They've got 
something that needs delivering. Uh, they've got some kind of mysterious, dangerous compound that someone has purchased from them that they would like to have delivered. Okay, I mean, that definitely sounds within our wheelhouse, and uh, obviously, you know, in the campus, we can find our way there easily enough. Um, I, uh, I, I don't suppose you have... Uh, I forget how this works. Is it a contract, or we just um, we put our stamp on the board? I'm I sorry, I forget that, that you are new. I, I, I was... Your uncle was somewhat of a legend around these parts. Uh, yes, you, you use your new stamp there to mark that you are attempting this mission. Every person's stamp in the guild is unique to them, and it will have a signify that you are from the Three Heroes Adventurers Guild, but there will be something on there of your name as well. Great. And um, my stamp uh, that I put on the board, being that we're from the Three Heroes Guild, has the form of a constellation octopus, a constellation hawk, and a constellation stag. Excellent. Can Meredith, um, very, very quickly, Meredith just like sits up in her chair as the, um, as High Noon explains that and like sits up as though she's like just realized something. Can she go back to the, um, the jobs board, please? Yes, she can. Um, I'm going to look to see if I can find anything that would, um, that looks like what Harold just described his, his stamp is, if that makes any sense. I, so it's something with the constellation stuff. Uh, I'm looking for Faustus. Okay. Uh, you're looking for a, a, there is a job. There is one job on the jobs board, which is mm-hmm. quite high up. It's been moved over years mm-hmm. that Harold knows where it is. Mm-hmm. He, he recognizes it. The jobs board in the guild hall is just a reflection of the jobs board in the reception area yep. as well. And you'll see uh, Faustus's stamp on this this. And it this hasn't job. been crossed out? It has not been crossed out. He's still... Okay. What's the job? Still technically on the job. He's just missing an action. Right. What's the job? Didn't you read it from there? <laughs> uh, that would be tricky. It's quite high up. You are quite short. Give me a perception check. Perception plus two... 12. You can't make out the specifics, but it was a uh, dungeon diving archaeological type job Mm -hmm. across the ocean uh, in the land full of sand and far away. It's it's not anywhere near here. Yeah, right. All right, cool. So is there anything else that you would like to do in the Adventurer's Guild before you make your way off to somewhere else, to campus? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll turn back to High Noon and uh, I'll ask, um, say, High Noon, I understand the Guild probably has some kind of uh, rel- relics and antiquities uh, appraiser here. She you nods. don't suppose I could have a quick chat to them, do you? Of course. Do you have something of, of interest? I, I do, in fact. I, I recently came into possession of uh, an interesting weapon, uh, and um, it's a bit of a long shot, but I would uh, I would love for someone to have a quick look at it for me. I, I don't really know what its properties are, but it, it's, it's certainly not your standard, you know, like uh, scimitar. It has it has some interesting features to it, so... Yes, well, uh, we have a, an expert here in the guild hall for artifacts and magical items. Um, I believe he is currently hungover, but you can rouse him, I'm sure. She points over to the corner of the guild hall where it's a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is a man who is laying face down on a table. Mm-hmm. Uh, go, go speak to Salvador. He'll... He'll be able to help you if you can rouse him. Great. Um, I'll wander over and I'll go. <clears throat> Hello there. 
I have not felt this sober in years. Great! How Now can you help my friend, please? You? <laughs> oh no! And he'll he'll sit up right. and like turn around so he's now uh, feet on the bench on the seat as he's sitting there looking at you, Meredith. What well, gives you the his... right to walk up to someone and just completely remove all the alcohol? Do you know how long? I built up. She folds her arms and like raises an eyebrow and says, "Well, you can be sober for two seconds and help my friend, and then I'll buy you a drink, or two, or three, or four. What do you think?" He looks at you. He looks at Harold. Show me the sword. All right, I'll, I'll produce the the sword, and um, as I hand it over, I'll say, "It appears uh, that this sword actually came to me by way of uh, Faustus Wentworth. It." It came in packaging with a lot of redirections. It seems I don't even know how long it's been in the, you know, the courier sphere. Um, he's, he's like handling the sword. He hasn't removed it from its sheath yet. He's just looking at it still. Interesting. And um, if he if he has a roll to make, uh, I will. Well, I guess I'm asking you. Are you going to make a roll to see if he recognizes it? I am going to make a roll. Great. And I will say, uh, let me. Um, Let me give you a hand here, and I'll, I'll produce the um, the constellation sphere, and I'll say, just just look into this for a moment. Uh, oh, that's interesting. And as he looks into the sphere, um, <laughs> I will cast guidance on him, and he gets an extra d4 to his roll. Okay. Uh, nice. I will want to look at that later. Uh, he will pull out from his pocket a monocle, which he places over his eye and begins to twist and turn as he looks at this sword. Curious. Very curious. You got a his, your D4 gave him a plus four to his roll. Oh yes. <laughs> this is a very interesting scabbard. Mm. I would say that this scabbard is able to nullify magical effects. Very interesting. I haven't even looked at the sword itself yet. Most curious. Yes. Well, you know my uncle. He has a habit of finding uh, in, in the more interesting items. We could say. Uh, he will withdraw the sword from its its scabbard and holds it up to the light, and it it glitters like 
it glitters as though someone has thrown stardust into a night sky. Whoa, that's cool. Very interesting indeed. I have only seen this metal a handful of times in my life. This is star iron. Yes, I I was uh, I found out some very interesting information recently, and I suspected as much myself. Although I don't know too much about it. He's he's like balancing it on his hand, trying to to weigh it. Whoever made this was a master craftsman. Pulls out um, a handkerchief. He slices clean through it. This sword has magical properties that require a word to activate. Some kind of activation spell word will activate this sword and enable its more powerful abilities. I unfortunately do not know what that word is. You will have to find more information about this sword from some kind of historical text. This is a very old blade. And this blade alone tells me that it is from the area that your uncle often quested in. But what is curious is that this sword was delivered to you with this scabbard as he sheathed the sword. This scabbard nullifies magical abilities and effects. While this sword is in this scabbard, it is undetectable through magical detection. Mm. Ah, that's interesting. So you're, you're thinking whoever has sent it to me um, was hoping no one would be able to realize the value of it potentially. Perhaps they wanted to disguise it as a regular weapon, perhaps. Well, it's only because of my many years in this expertise that I even recognize that this scabbard had this property, because normal magical detection would not detect that it even has such a, such an ability. Well, of course, that's its job, yes. Uh, well, thank you very much. Um, the next round is definitely on me, uh, and I will, I'll, I'll have whatever you're having, and... Um, uh, thank you very much. Uh, I really appreciate it. Well, I look forward to your future within the guild. Well, it's hard to follow in the footsteps of someone such as Faustus, but I, I hope I can make my mark some somehow. I'm sure you will with a weapon like that. Now, I believe, my dear halfling, you promised me three or four drinks. I did indeed. What are you having? Walk over to the bar, tell them that you've promised four drinks to Salvador. They know what I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can do. Meredith um, kind of skips over to the bar. <laughs> Very happy that she's managed to, um, yeah, managed to convince people, uh, convince him, and she thinks that she's won. Um, probably think that she's won until she gets the bill, but that's okay. Mm. As she's about three quarters of the way to the bar, I'll say, uh, Meredith, fetch, fetch one of those for me as well, will you? All right, can do. So you've gotten to the bar. Uh, behind the bar mm-hmm. is um, is Brass Band, the Kenku, who is currently mm-hmm. standing on a stool looking down, uh, and she looks down at you. Hey, Brass Band. Um, I promised Salvador about four drinks um, of his favourite thing, so... She looks concerned. Mm, that doesn't look great. Uh, she's going to hold up her hand with five mm-hmm. fingers, right. and she's going to do that four times. Oh! Okay. And she's going to flick a gold coin out from behind the counter. Ouch. Ah, Meredith can afford it. She just kind of like sighs and goes, yeah, well, I got myself into this, didn't I? (sighs) Can you, um, can you make that five for me, please? Thank you. Uh, She will pour, or she will produce uh, a few bottles of what look like a very expensive vintage of wine. (laughs) Dang it. Yeah. Uh, and hand them over to you, which you will pay, unfortunately, 25 gold pieces for. Yes. I know. 
Salvador is an expert, but he is also a very expensive drunk. <laughs> yep. So you, you make your way back over to Harold and, and Salvador. I'm just going to plonk them down on the table and just be like, well, you've earned it. Thank you very much. Pleasure doing business with you. If you excuse me, I need to have more alcohol in my blood system. I'll uh, take my bottle and uh, pour a, a glass, three glasses, and slide one over to Salvador. Um, until next time. And, Cheers. Um, slide one over to Meredith. Cheers. Morning. Mm. Uh, this would be lunchtime. Lunchtime is, is reasonable time for some wine. Yeah. We're lunchtime drinking. It's fine. Yeah, some day I'll drinking. Take a, I'll take a, a big big sip and grab the rest of the bottle um probably i would know what it's worth without having seen this transaction roughly mm-hmm. uh, uh so with this drink that you have had ross um, harold and meredith you now have a for the next hour a floating inspiration dice 1d4 that you can Ooh. use on any skill check D four. Yes. this is That's very great. good wine this dutch courage wine <laughs> Um, and and as, as Meredith and I probably, you know, find a table to grab lunch, uh, drink the, the, the glass of wine, I'll slide 20 gold over to Meredith. And oh, I'll... Harold, you don't have to do that. No, you know, I, I appreciate you were trying to help. Um, I don't think any of us could have guessed that he rather enjoyed being in that state. Ugh, but um, no. my bottle's on, on, on you, though. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Um, should we head to this chemistry building? I think uh, we should get on with it. I, I feel like if we can complete this task, we may ingratiate ourselves with a few people around here uh, who perhaps have been around a little longer and, and might have a bit more information for us than, uh, than yeah, High Noon, I agree. who's a bit of a newbie, it seems. Mm, I, I absolutely agree. I think we need to get on to this.